Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 132. It's now been three years, two months, and nine days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And here we are back up the mountain for our second reboot episode. Yay, us! It's a beautiful day and the birds are singing. It's a very nice temperature, so I'm quite the happy camper sitting here on this shady next to top Zen spot. And I just love that I get to sit here and speak with you. After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and I share what I'm letting go of today, we'll wish a special person happy birthday as I play my favorite instrument. Then we'll hear some springtime foolish fun from Donnie, consider a new feature for CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com, inspired by a comment from New BC Rabbit. Still love that name. Here's some other comments that followed last week's show from Donnie, Sandy, and Mary S., who also saves the day by letting me know a very important reason why some comments were not getting through, and who poses a very interesting question for us to consider today about creativity. We'll wrap up today's show with ponderings on the surprising thoughts a compliment gave me. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh, and then I'll let you know what I'm going to let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go. Josh, I love to hear that song. And I know some of you may have been wondering, Lori, why are you always saying Josh, Josh, Josh? Because Josh is plainly not sitting here next to you on the top of the mountain, and yet you speak to Josh. Well, you're not all actually sitting here on top of the mountain, but I speak to you. (laughs) No, the reason why I do that is I have a heart filled with gratitude to Josh for allowing me to use his wonderful song, I'm Letting Go, for no charge and for all time. And I thought when I was starting out, that was a very generous act because who am I? (laughs) I was just some lady starting up a podcast who liked this song. And I find that really remarkable that a musician of his caliber and talent would give to me the rights to be able to use that song on the show. So it's because I'm grateful and I want to remember that I'm grateful and remember all of the times that I've learned something by pondering that little snippet and a thought comes to me, what shall I let go of? Well, actually, this is a very good lead-in to what I want to let go of today because what I want to let go of is ingratitude. And I want to let go of ingratitude to a very surprising person. Well, Lori, this is kind of old news. We've heard about gratitude journals and waking up every day and finding three things to be grateful for or going to sleep at night. And by the way, that works really well. I have terrible insomnia, as you know. (laughs) And one of the things that really helps me with my insomnia, especially when I wake up in the middle of the night, is to actually spend time, instead of counting sheep, counting all the things I'm grateful for. Even if it's just, 
I'm grateful that I have this nice mattress to sleep on. I'm grateful I don't have a head cold. <laughs> I'm grateful that my cats, Gracie and Tiger, are still with me and cuddly. But thinking about gratitude helps my mind calm down. Though this is a little mini topic inside my bigger topic, which is I want to let go of ingratitude. Now, as you notice, when I say I'm grateful for the mattress, I'm grateful that the cats are still with us, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for Josh, what do these things have in common, eh? They're about things outside of myself. They're outward circumstances, luck, state of being, things that are outside of me. I really don't have much control over how the cats are doing. In fact, I don't have control over most things in my life, and I'm learning that. The older I get, the more I learn that, that my control is pretty limited. Probably why I have such a compulsive mind, because my compulsive mind would just love to snatch control from everything and make everything the way that it thinks things should be. Now, I'm not nuts that I call my mind it. As you know, to make clear what my thoughts are like, I give them different names, personas, or I talk about myself in the third person. When I talk to you, I say, well, Lori, now I know darn well that Lori is me. The robot aliens are me. My critical mind is me. The compulsive train of thought is actually me. All of these parts are me. Let me explain further. By depersonalizing these kind of crazy parts of my brain, I find it easier to think about them from an objective point of view. So I don't feel so mortified that I'm so crazy. <laughs> or, you know, like, why can't you just stop these compulsive thoughts? Well, trying to stop a compulsive thought is pretty difficult. It's much easier to try to focus on a different thought if possible. Well, yesterday I had a really challenging day and it wasn't any big deal. No big disasters. Nothing to do with anyone's health. None of my loved ones were in big trouble. It wasn't big problems. I was out running errands, you know, picking up a few groceries, going out and picking up prescriptions, going for a quick walk, looking, you know, just my chore list of let me get these things done was going on yesterday. And I tell you, brave companions, if it could be messed up, screwed up, effed up in any way to make it inconvenient for me, it happened. And again, it was just a series of small annoyances. No biggie, not life impacting, but I found myself spiraling into this compulsive, why doesn't anything ever go right for me? How come I'm the one who has to do this? How come the grocery store is out of this ingredient? I only have five ingredients on my list, gosh darn it. In fact, I wasn't quite so nice as that, but as you can imagine, I only have five ingredients and you don't have this one. Why don't you have one? Now I have to go to another store. And this went on chore after chore after chore. Things were out, there were long lines, people were delayed, I forgot something I needed, <laughs> whatever. Oh, my day just did not run smoothly. And I found myself focusing more and more and more on just how effed up this day was and how unfair it was that it should be effed up for moi. Because obviously, since I long to be in control of the entire world, 
everything should go just as I would like. If everything would just go as I would like, things would run smoothly, I would feel happy. But is that really true? On those days when things have gone smoothly, have I practiced gratitude? Have I gone to the store and said, wow, I'm so grateful that this grocery store has all of the ingredients on my list, which means I don't have to go to another store, so I have a few more minutes to maybe watch reruns of Survivor, my own personal bad habit that I enjoy. <laughs> no, I just get in there and get out of there. If my prescription is ready, do I say, I'm grateful the pharmacist got this ready for me and I don't have to wait. I'm grateful that they have this medicine. I'm grateful that this medicine does me good. No, I'm just like, thank God I can get in and out of this darn pharmacy because sometimes the lines there are horrendous, right? Thank God I'm out of here. Not thank God for the hands that prepared this medicine and counted the pills and made sure that the pills were the correct pills. But again, all this gratitude I'm talking about is to other people. So it's bad enough that I'm being ungrateful to the other people in my life or not grateful for the wonderful circumstances that I have in my life. Because in reality, I have so many wonderful, wonderful circumstances in my life. I am so blessed in my life. I just don't always appreciate it. But after this weird, weird, long, complaining, griping sort of morning, I came home, having finally got my five ingredients, and I cooked for myself a dish I truly enjoyed. Now, I'm not going to tell you what that dish was, because I've made a conscious choice that on the show, I don't really like to talk about what I eat, except to make a point, <laughs> you know, or how I'm eating or what kind of food plan I'm on or any of that kind of thing outside of my intuitive eating adventures. However, just know that this was a new recipe that I had not made before, but it sounded really good to me. To me, this recipe sounded like just the type of thing I would like to eat. And it wasn't terribly complicated, but it was a type of recipe where you have to do several steps. So it wasn't like, you know, dump pasta in the water and then throw canned sauce on it and lunch is done. This took a lot of chopping and snipping of herbs and cubing of things and just pre-sauteing things and putting them aside and adding them later to finish this dish. So it was something where I had to pay attention. I had to take some trouble. And it wasn't just let me get it done. It was me there at the stove stirring these onions and caramelizing them for the full five or six minutes that it really takes to <laughs> caramelize onions rather than the 30 seconds I normally do to say, oh, good enough. Let me move on to get my lunch done. Mm, I see this theme. Let me just get this done, right? Let me just get it done. Let me get it over with. But back to today's topic. I'm caramelizing these onions and I'm smelling these onions and they smell so good. And I look at all of the bowls on the counter of these diced up things that have all these different colors and different textures. And I see my little bowls of spice that I've pre-measured and I see all the different flavors there. And one thing I'll tell you, I had a lemon off of our tree because we have a lemon tree. 
and I'm getting ready to grate the lemon zest to put this fresh lemon into my dish. And I unconsciously said to myself, thanks Lori for taking the time for making this food because it is exactly the kind of food I would like to eat. Whoa, am I going crazy? I talked to myself unconsciously and instead of unconsciously saying, oh, you screwed that one up again, I said, thank you. Whoa. I can honestly swear to you, brave companions, that this is the first time in my consciousness that I have said thank you to myself. And I have taken many actions and done many things that has helped my entire being, body, soul, heart, and mind, make deeper relationships, have a more meaningful life, have more fun, and to accomplish those things that I really want to. I've done lots of things, many of them you've been party to, and here on this show. But I've never said, thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori, for getting out of bed today and drinking water so that you feel hydrated and for coming up this hill. Thank you, Lori, for reaching out to the Brave Companions and asking them to communicate with you. Thank you, Lori, for having the idea and the follow through to put Compulsive Overeating Diary back on the podcast air. <laughs> Thank you, Lori, for going to Richard Horvitz's class last night and sharing your heart with the people on the class. Hi, B-class people. Thank you. In fact, I had to go, well, I didn't have to. I chose to go up to the mic and to work on a character that has an accent that I can't readily do. I'm not a natural accent person as yet, but I did it and I liked it and it turned out fun. So I thank myself for allowing myself to take the risk to try to do character that is out of my comfort zone and to not feel so scared if it isn't perfect. I thank myself for that most of all. In fact, BCs, try it right now. I'm sure no matter how your day is going, there is something in your life that you can thank yourself for. Try it, just take a moment, I'll wait and say thank you your name for whatever that thing was. Thank you, Lori, for letting go of ingratitude to yourself because I've been trying since I did that accidentally yesterday to insert that thought as much as possible. And I tell you, I feel really free. I have such a sense of freedom. Thanking myself for these things seems to be starting to break the chain of feeling like a failure or inadequate or the need to do things perfectly. If I thank myself for being exactly who I am, then it's okay to be seen as who I am. It's okay to try as who I am <laughs> because as Richard would say, it's enough. So BCs, let me know, what did you thank yourself for today? Okay, BCs, it's time to wish happy birthday to Sandy. 
Sandy is a very talented musician, and I'm a talented musician also on a very surprising instrument, the pig. So while I play, feel free to sing along, and you can see a photo of my pig on today's show notes. <laughs> Again, my friend, many, many, many happy returns of the day. Now take it away, Mark, for foolish fun. <laughs> Lori presents Foolish Fun. <laughs> the feature where messing up is just part of the act. <laughs> friends. Time for some foolish fun. I just have a couple questions. How excited was the gardener about spring? He was so excited he wet his plants. Huh. How about this? Does February like March? Nope. But April, May. Weehaw! When do monkeys fall from the sky? During April showers. April showers? <laughs> what season is best to go on a trampoline? Can you guess? Yep, springtime. Happy day, happy day. What goes up when the rain goes down? <laughs> of course, umbrellas. <laughs> and one more. We cannot forget this one. It's very important. What month of the year is the shortest? And I bet you get it wrong. Have a great day, friends. Foolish fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> And if you love to be foolish, too, call the Bravery Hotline and get your silly on. Oh, Donnie, I love the springtime theme to those foolish fun jokes. And for those who want the answer to the last joke, I posted a link on day 132. Well, of course I'm tempting you to visit the site. And while you're there, maybe you too will be inspired to comment. Yes, you are getting sleepy. You feel an overwhelming urge to have your comment as part of next week's comment conversations. Okay, back to the ranch. I was so happy and grateful to hear from some BC's old and new after last week's reboot show. The fabulous Donnie writes, so happy today, awesome sauce. Thankful, Lori, you're a superstar. And I missed you slash us, squeal, love, love, love. Then my local BC and birthday pal, Sandy replies, I agree, it's so great to have Lori back with the BC's. I feel the love too. New BC Rabbit sent comforting thoughts, first on the loss of my mom, and then also in posting to Donnie about rebooting as follows. Donnie, OMG, need you really ask? Yes. Me, yes I do. How about some new foolish fun? I think there's enough interest to at least give the reboot a try, so when I get home today, I'll see where I can add COD back into my schedule, and it would be great to have a comment or feature to stick in the re-premiere. 
Yikes! Now I need to look up how many days it's been since I first started. XOXOXO. And Rabbit says, No worries on how many days in, though it is nice to have some kind of reference when I listen to several episodes in a row and want to re-listen to certain parts. I'm learning how to put a period after the word yesterday, meaning what's done is done, whether I maintained my nutritional plan or I stumbled and fell on my face completely. It was yesterday. And each day is a new beginning and brand new opportunity to try again. And no more beating myself up for whatever I did wrong or the situation I'm in because of self-neglect. Today is a new day with no mistakes in it. To quote a longtime favorite book, Anne of Green Gables. I replied, Hi, Rabbit. Thanks for the thoughts. I figured out my days as that is a thing for the regular show. It turned out to be easy as I just passed the three-year mark lately. Anne of Green Gables is one of my favorite book and television series also, and it's on my bucket list to visit PEI, or Prince Edward Island. Love that quote, and I'll let it inspire me today. XOXO. So that made me think of a great question for you, BCs. What books or quotes inspire you? Post it on day 132 or call the Bravery Hotline. Maybe we will even hear from Kendra the Librarian. I'd love to get some new material for the BC reading list. Hmm, should we create a BC reading list? If there's interest, I will put on the blog where you can post your book and article recommendations in the comments. Speaking of comments, boy, oh boy, oh boy, am I grateful to BC Mary S. BC Mary S. wrote after last week's show, Yes, 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 my foot has been hurt five months and I can't work out. So when you said you are thankful for your legs, you have no idea. Oh, compulsive overeating has been creeping in because I can't move as easily. And I look forward to your podcast because I am not alone. So first off, big hugs to Mary. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can just all encourage you because you are not alone. Oh man, I feel you. It is so frustrating to feel on the sidelines and five months can feel like an eternity. But I'm really glad to hear that the episodes help. And like I said, you are definitely not alone. But then, da, 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 she also wrote, Hi there, I'm on episode 83, but the comments were closed. (gasps) I said, what? I checked it out and WordPress has automatically turned on a setting that closes all comments on all posts after 28 days. Yikes, that is almost all of the shows plus all of the blog posts and phooey, here I am wanting more comments and the comments were automatically closed. So big smoocheroo to you, Mary, for letting me know. And it should be fixed now. So BCs, please, please, please let me know if you ever go to post a comment and if they close again. Stupid technology. Comments should never close. And I'll try to keep my eye on it too. Ah, these frigging automatic updates. No, no. Thank you, Lori, that you can take action to fix things when you hear about it. So I truly apologize to any of you who had wished to post on the old episodes or on the Bravery Report or anywhere else on Compulsive Overeating Diary and could not. Now on to the question Mary had for us. She says, I wanted to pop over here and say, I'm creative too. Do many of us brave companions have a creative side? I think this is very interesting. I wonder if there is a link. Well, Mary, I think so. I know from quilting to writing to singing to, as I said about Sandy, playing music, 
I think many, 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 if not all of the Brave Companions have some kind of creative side that they enjoy and do and are very talented. But I also think part of our compulsive eating issues make us feel unworthy sometimes to share it. So that's one of the reasons why I have Foolish Fun and Lori's stories and encourage you to post your thoughts and feelings or just say hello so that you will understand too that you are worthy and we are interested. So BCs, what do you think? Is there a link between creativity and the tendency to have eating issues? You can post that now that you can on day 132 or call the Bravery Hotline because this would be a fab discussion to have and feature on day 133. To wrap up today, I wanted to share with you the surprising thoughts I had when I received two separate compliments about myself. First of all, I was at one of my voiceover workout groups and one of my voiceover friends said to me in a whisper, Hey, Lori, have you been losing weight? And I said, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. And he said, well, I think you really have. And to tell you the truth, BCs, I know good and well that I have been losing weight, but I don't like to talk about it in public. <laughs> you know, I don't like to make a deal of it. Because if you go to Lori's weight story on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com, and you click the link to look at all the pictures of myself, you will see that I have been all kinds of weights and all kinds of body types, and I strive to feel okay as I am, no matter what my body size is doing. And my body size happens to be going down at the moment. I'm not really trying very hard, and maybe in a future show I will talk more on that topic. But I had another compliment happen that day, I went to a store and I purchased something from a, a retired gentleman who said to me, and I thank you, young lady. Well, I don't know about you, but I just turned 58 and I don't usually hear young lady in a non-sarcastic tone. And I said, you just called me young lady. And he said, to me, you are. And I walked out to my car and I felt kind of happy about that. But then I thought, why am I happy about that? Why? I'm 58, why should it be considered good to look younger than I am? Is that because we have a societal prejudice against age? In some societies, age is a feature because you do get more wisdom, more talent, you have more practice at doing lots of things. But in our society, there's a lot of ageism. That's one reason I dye my hair because if I didn't dye my hair, it's really gray and I look a lot older. And I admit it, right now I'm not emotionally ready to like just shave my head and let my, my gray hair show. Though I'm trying to work up to that, I'm not quite there yet. But why is it that I want to look younger than I am? Why can't I just shout to the rooftops? Hey, I'm 58, love it. Love me as I am, take it or leave it. Screw you making me look younger. Why do I have to have oil of Olay or lotions or lasers or anything else to erase my wrinkles? Why do I have to go dress my age but also not look like a granny? I'm old enough I could have been a granny, you know? So that kind of got to me. And then I also thought it was very nice and my friend meant to be kind by saying, oh, have you lost weight? 
like that was an accomplishment. Like that was a good thing. <laughs> like, congratulations to you. You've lost weight. Well, you don't know why I've lost weight. This could be a health issue or something, right? You're saying, congratulations. I noticed that your body is looking more like our society's ideal, right? You're getting closer. If you were going up the scale, then you're moving further away from the mark. You're coming down the scale, obviously. Ooh, so your body is getting closer to the societal mark. Now, since I hadn't had any discussion with my friend to say, yes, you know, I really want to lose weight and I'm trying hard. He didn't know that this was a goal that I'm trying to accomplish or anything. He just automatically congratulated me as a compliment. And I understand how sincerely he meant it and how happy he was for me. And I think that's the part that's kind of like really struck me is he's so happy for me. You know, I understand like if I book a voiceover job, be happy for me because I'm really working towards that, right? If uh, I buy the RV that Mark and I are looking at, we want to get an RV and maybe do some traveling, right? That's a goal we've been saving. That would be a cool thing. Now, I'm not saying this to make my friend wrong because in no way was he wrong to try to say something kindly to me. But it's about the assumptions that we talk to about ourselves, right? Because, you know, for years, fat is bad. And old is feeling bad. Oh, I'm too old to be a voice actor. I'm too fat to be an on-camera actor. And just in general, I'm too fat to fit in the chair. I'm too old to walk up this hill as fast as I used to. The things I tell myself, the things we tell ourselves, and the things society tells us, I say it's time for us to talk back, at least to ourselves. So to my friend, I said, no, I don't know. I'm really not paying attention to that because I was being true to myself that losing weight is not my goal. <laughs> it's just what happens is I become more skilled at intuitive eating. But I don't want to go into all that. Also, when people say, oh, you look really young for your age, or they're shocked, or I say I'm retired, and they go, no, you're not. And I go, yes, I am. I retired at age 52. And they go, you're 52? Well, part of me is very pleased that they're surprised by that. But why? Why? What's wrong with being 58, really? That's who I am. Now, I don't need to beat everybody over the head with it. I don't need to have a t-shirt made that says, I'm 58, get over it. But I think for myself, I'm going to thank myself for being okay with what I weigh every single day, whether I'm on the scale or not. But I'm okay with how my body is because it's just my body. It's just reacting to what I did eat or didn't eat or what exercise I did. That's okay. It's my body and I love it. And I'm also learning to be okay with how old I actually am. I'm 58, it's great. So brave companions, I hope you say thank you to yourself today for being okay with who you are because trust me, UBCs are every single one of you fabulous. Until next time, take care because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. 
I've been waiting on a free ride Ticket to a seaside thicket On the edge of Puget Sound And there I'll sit I'll admit That I was only just a guest Inside my skin 